Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. Buckle up for an unfiltered dose of comedy. Full disclosure, I've had a lot of sex, but honestly, having sex with me is like buying a Prius. It's much quieter than you'd expect. Epics presents Unprotected Sets. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Audio Up News Network. Friday, May 29th. Zach Selwyn here in Los Angeles talking to Liam Farrell in Brooklyn. What's up, dude? What's up? Not much. How's everybody doing? We're, uh, you know, it's hot here. Uh, every other state, it seems, is like letting people come and go to car washes and restaurants. And L.A. is like, no, don't, don't do anything. We can go shopping, I think. We can go retail. We can go to Sears or something if we want. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about the same here. They're starting to open up some bars and some restaurants for like al fresco dining, where like two oh, yeah. people can sit outside. But right, yeah. yeah. Well, this is the world we're in right now. Hopefully, things improve soon. Things are not improving uh, across the world in the news department, though. Um, first of all, let's start with this NASA SpaceX thing. They were going to launch into space a couple days ago, but they got rained out or something. Do you think they're just taking this social distancing thing a little too seriously? I think so. I mean, we live in a society of like one, one uppers and everyone's like, I'm social distancing farther than you. And this is just taking it to the extreme. Yeah. Elon Musk and his kid. What the hell? How do you pronounce that guy's kid's name? Did you see it? It's like. Yeah. It's something about, he was explaining it on some podcast um, about, it's sort of like an airplane name that he really likes. So. I don't know. Real smart, buddy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I named my kids like total unique names and riser and southerly, you know, cool names. Those are cool names. Yeah. But you know, at this point I'd rather have just been like, Hey, Charles and Ka- not Karen, Katie or something, you know, can't go Karen. Yeah. I think I don't think Karen will, everyone will ever be named Karen again after what's been going on. No way. No way. It's like naming your kid Adolf. Right. Karen is the new Adolf. Riser you know? and Southerly is cool, though. Yeah, you know, Riser, Sever- they're like kind of Jedi names. Yeah, it sounds like a brand of leather, high-end Ooh, leather. Yes, yeah. I like it. And I'm into leather. Um, speaking of leather, Hitler's alligator died, 84 years old. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. I didn't even know he had an alligator, let alone an elderly alligator. Yeah, well, is that elderly for an alligator? I thought alligators lived to be like 300. Oh, I have no idea. They're fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking... Hitler's alligator. I mean, if that thing could talk, 
that thing was ho- I mean that was the last living thing to like the most horrific crime uh, in you know, ever I mean and now it's just dead and I always wonder why these like huge horrible criminals have these exotic pets like you've heard of Escobar's hippos yeah I it's I I didn't even know they had hippos in Colombia. Well, they don't. But what happened was Escobar built his private zoo when he was running his Coke empire and he imported a bunch of exotic animals and he had like 30 hippos on his property. And when they liberated his whole compound, the hippos ran off into the wild. So now Colombia has hippos. They're known as Escobar's hippos. Oh, wow. You know, I wouldn't, if the fact that it's in Colombia too, I wouldn't be surprised if these are some, Thick hippos, too. Like big, <laughs> Some, juicy butts. Yeah, the, the thick hippos wearing thongs. Yes. You know? So that, that sounds to me like two of the baddest-ass street gangs you've ever heard of. Hitler's Alligators and Escobar's Hippos. Yeah, they just have, like, West Side Story-style fights in the jungle, <laughs> snapping their fingers. When you're a gator, you're a gator all the way. <laughs> I don't know who I'd take in that fight. I think the hippo is pretty badass. For every like nature show I've ever watched, hippos fuck people and other animals up, and they're fast. Yeah, yeah, they're very fast for their size. All right, well, rest in peace, Hitler's alligator. I hope you died horribly, you fuck. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Hope someone made some. Didn't even get to be made into boots afterwards. Really, yeah. I could. Could you imagine I can that? see J- Jared Goodstat wearing like uh, <laughs> Hitler's alligator boots is like a big fuck you to the Nazis. Uh, our boss. If he listens yeah. to this, chime in, Jared. Friend of the show. Yeah, <laughs> drop us a line. Let us know how you feel about that. I've been, I don't know how you're doing during this quarantine. I'm on my computer all the time and I am falling for every clickbait that I see. And I was reading that clickbait numbers are through the roof during the pandemic. Um, so yesterday, I mean, I'm clicking around and I see guy turns an airplane into his home, click to see inside, clicked it 40 pages later. Like you finally get into the guys, you know, he turned an engine into like a little study room and there's a bathroom in the back and a little kitchen. And I was like, why did I just waste an hour of my life? What are you doing the clickbait shit? Like I am, I mean, I, I can't help it. Uh, the other day, similar thing. I was just trying to look up a recipe for egg salad. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. You know, just list the ingredients and tell me what to do. But it started out with this whole person's like life story. Like, I remember going to my grandma's on the weekends. I can yeah. still smell. I'm like, get to the fucking recipe. But yeah, it <laughs> took, like, took like 17 pages for me to get there. I hate it. Yesterday, I clicked on uh, my favorite. Man finds tunnel in forest. You'll never believe where it leads. That one. Have you seen that? There's like, it's a picture of like a little hole in the, and then there's like a door on it or something. And it turns out it was a secret like hiding base during World War II for German army barracks. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, that, that is pretty cool. I just feel like you can get to the, get to it fast. Yeah. Yep. That would have been cool if he, if he went down to the tunnel and then at the end was a giant hieroglyphic painting of wood from the giant penis <laughs> moon. <laughs> yes. If wood could be there at the end, yeah. you know, I mean, then he would have predicted the, the, the future. That would have been good, actually. That's a good way. Yeah. Someone should create that. Uh, I always click on the ones that are like pictures of old TV shows from the 50s and 60s with like beautiful women like Barbara Eden and I Dream a Genie. And it says, like, you'll oh, never yeah. believe what happened on this episode of I Dream a Genie. And, like, her boobs yeah. are really prominent. So you're like, oh, God, what happened? 50 pages later, 
you know, you like finally get to an image of her like side boob and you're like, Oh God. <laughs> side boobs were a, a big thrill back in the day. Big time. Mm-hmm. So fuck yeah, you I, clickbait. Thanks for dragging us all into your worlds. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I'm sure I'll be clicking on something again soon. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be clicking on some things tonight after the uh, wife goes to sleep. Hey, you know hey, hey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you brought up something earlier. This is interesting. The scientists invented something called the Noramaki synthesizer, which is actually a lickable screen that can recreate any taste or flavor. This is a real thing? It's a real thing, yeah. And it looks like it's a device you hold in your hand. It sort of is shaped like uh, um, an electric toothbrush. But okay. instead of like the bristles, there's like a, a plate maybe the size of a half dollar. And you just lick it and it uh, it tastes like whatever you program it into tastes like. So it can be like pickles, Whoa. can be ice cream, whatever whatever floats your boat. The snozzberries taste like snozzberries. Exactly. It's a very Willy Wonka invention. Snozzberry. Who ever heard of a snozzberry? Right, that's the line. That's the line. We are the music makers. And we are the dreamers of the dreams. That's, yeah, that's hilarious. Good, that was a good yeah. Gene Wilder for you. Gene Wilder, yeah. <laughs> um, Rest in peace. So this lickable device, it's a lickable screen. Uh, who do you think is going to benefit from this? Most, first and foremost. Well, first of all, my gut tells me anorexics and bulimics um, sure. are basically cutting out the middleman. Yeah, you're right. You get the flavor and no calories. Yeah. Genius. Yeah, you just, mm-hmm. um, but then I think, you know, after this hits the market, I think a lot of other industries will take it a step further. And the most obvious being um, pornography. Right? Oh, yeah. Lickable pornography. Here we go, people. Taste, you know, what's a porn star? I don't know. Crystal Boyd's <laughs> scent. <Ooh>. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like... I, see, I'm I'm a I have a penchant for uh, vintage porn, so I'm interested to see what Ron Jeremy tastes like. Sure, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not into the vintage. Anything where there's more hair than I need to see, I'm good. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can see pornography getting into this. Like, taste. Uh, what's the guy? James Dean. He's pretty famous right now. Taste. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, what's her name? Skylar Gray or something? Sasha Gray. Sasha I'm, I'm acting like I don't know the name of all. <laughs> You're like, oh, what is that? I read an article about who is that? How she, over, how she overcame restless leg syndrome. <laughs> it was clickbait. Definitely clickbait. <laughs> Click here to see what really goes on in the porn industry. Yeah, we see it. Yeah. We see everything. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Look forward to the Noramaki synthesizer coming out Christmas 2021. I'll be first in line with my Oculus Quest on my eyes and that in my mouth. Um, <laughs> you, were, you were mentioning Willy Wonka. Great movie. They should have never remade it. Um, what happens at the end of that movie? Like, how did that really end? They, they blast through the factory, the elevator. Exactly. And then they just roll the credits. Like, I know... Yeah. I. I know Charlie inherits the factory and that's like sort of the, the denouement of the story. That's where it ends. But then they, for whatever reason, just launch the fuck out of this elevator shaft and through this skyline skylight. Right. 
That will have and to then be repaired. And fly away. It'll have no, to be repaired. Sir. I think I see our house, Grandpa. Yeah, and Charlie Bucket, which is, by the way, a great name for a basketball player or a rapper, Charlie <laughs> yeah. Bucket. Yeah. Um, just, that's it. They fly away. Do they land on a helipad? Do they land, crash land back through the factory? Where did that thing end no up? I have no idea. I mean, they could have just landed, I guess, somehow maneuvered their way into like a middle school soccer field or something. <laughs> yep. But who knows? I'm sure they didn't clear the airspace with like the, the Air Force or the National Guard. So there's a good chance they got shot down. I don't know. They did not think that through. Charlie was a little bitch through the whole movie anyway. He was. Uh, I really, maybe it was to build character in him. I have no idea. It's just something that's been bothering me. I like it. I like your theory. If you got a Willy Wonka theory, share it with us, Zach at AudioUp.com. Um, you know, Willy Wonka is 50 years old now, that movie, so I don't know who the hell is still paying it. Oh, wow. But growing up, that was the greatest performance, comedic performance I remember seeing as a kid. It was the great Gene Well, the rest in peace. Um, yes, so good. I wanted Mike TV to win. Someone once told me they met Mike TV on an airplane. Oh, really? Yeah, like the actor. I forget his name. He's like, I was Mike TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think his career really went the way. Uh, he did like a couple episodes of Gunsmoke, and then that was it. Um, and M- Mike TV, if you're listening. It sounds like a, a MTV VJ name. Yo, what's up, guys? It's Mike TV. We got flagpole sitter <laughs> from Harvey Danger coming up next. It's a great sound. <laughs> Now, tell me about sports slapping. Is this a real sport? Everyone's talking about it on, on, online. What is that? Yeah, it's a real sport. Um, you know, if you see one clip of it on YouTube, you'll realize it's not an American sport because mm-hmm. it's just completely dangerous. Basically, these two guys stand at a table. Um, and oh, they I saw take turns. Yeah, they take turns slapping each other in the face. Oh. And it's in Russia. It's huge in Russia where, you know, there's no – even thought of social distancing or anything like that. So it's actually an, an option. If you're missing out on sports, just watch sports oh, slapping. I will look that up. Um, I saw the one clip you're talking about. A guy got clocked. So hard. Yeah. Was that the, the one clocked. with the – was it dumpling against some, like, little tiny dude with black eyes? He had, like, tat- tattoos, face tattoos, and he just got buried. Like, yeah, oh, it was hard to watch. Uh, another fun also- sport I just learned about, which is real in Finland, is called wife carrying. Oh, go on. Guys do like obstacle courses with their wives like over their backs. So that's another fun European sport <laughs> that we need to bring to America. Another reason to have a thin wife. Yeah. Another reason to not marry a woman from Arkansas. Um Oof. <laughs> yeah so wife carry i mean you know how american tv is already pretty much taken all foreign you know formats and claim them as our own from like millionaire to yep. american who got talent to american idol let's just take their sports next let's take them let's start doing like sumo wrestling hmm. american sumo i could see that show popping yeah yeah you just put a like a, a chick-fil-a sandwich in the middle of a a parking lot and just let people fight over it. Try to knock each other out of the circle. Do you remember that website called Bum Fight? I sure do. Wow, that was fucking crazy. 
They ended that because the guy went on Dr. Phil. Do you remember this? No. Dr. Tell me again. So Dr. Phil basically bump fights sort of existed, you know, on the fringes of society. I'm sure guys like us would find it on the early internet. Mm-hmm. It was completely depraved, but Dr. Phil got wind of it and brought the founder of bump fights onto his show. And the guy came onto his show dressed exactly like Dr. Phil with the, the shaved bald top of the head and the mustache. And Dr. Phil just kicked him off immediately. Didn't even. Wow. I just remember, yeah, very early internet uh, popular show. People would get on this thing. And I just remember there was one dude they paid to tattoo bum fight on his forehead. Yeah. And then they would just have these two homeless guys kick the shit out of each other. And they'd place bets on it. And it was huge. Huge. I'm surprised that hasn't come back, to tell you the truth. I don't know what the ramifications are, but it's just like bare knuckle fighting, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's got to be something illegal about it. Certainly something immoral about it, but yeah, definitely the demand is there. Yeah, it is. Especially right now when the sports world is dying for any activity, everyone's talking about Mike Tyson got offered 20 mil to do a bare knuckle fight. And I don't know if you've yeah. seen the, the highlights of him recently, but he looks like he's ready to smoke some dudes. Still scary. Scary as fuck. Yeah. I don't care who the fuck you – I mean, no one would ever step up to that guy. I mean, I don't know. 20 mil, though, do, he, would he have to do it for charity? I don't know. He said he could fight Holyfield for charity, but yeah. at this point, that's two I, 55-year-old guys going at it. Yeah. Well, I do know a pretty, uh, pretty thick Colombian hippo that yeah. might be up for the challenge. Yeah. Escobar's hippo versus Mike Tyson. The match heard around the world. <laughs> you know what they should do they should they should um offer everybody the uh norimaki synthesizer for the fight so everyone can taste the sweat Ooh, that's good fear. yeah i wonder how far away we really are from having like that technology where we can taste everything it's disgusting but it could happen i mean they have smell-o-vision have you ever seen a movie in smell-o-vision i never have wait what was that again like if there's a scene where someone's in the in a like flower bed, they make the whole place smell like flowers or something. Yeah, I just remember when I was a kid, I saw like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in Smell-O-Vision. So every t- yeah, exactly, they would have you'd smell whatever the scents are. Wow, I also I saw never... Precious, saw Precious in Smell-O-Vision, and that was that was weird. <laughs> Shout out to Ga- what was that actress's name? Gabardé Subaru or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, something like that. Yeah, I never got to enjoy smell-o-vision, but once I get my Nurakami synthesizer, it's on. Yes. Uh, yeah, Noramaki, sorry. Noramaki. Norakami's at sushi restaurant by my house. You know. Um, yeah. Was a sushi restaurant. Exactly. I was just going to say they just went under, like everything else. Hotel yeah. Cafe. Oh, Amoeba, Amoeba Records closed out here. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I, I love just killing two hours in that place. Not knowing yeah. what I was buying. Maybe saying like, all right, I'll give myself 20 bucks. Walking around. Yeah. Meeting all the... I don't know if you ever got to go to any pretentious record stores in your life. But people uh, who... Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like Amoeba Records will live on in, uh, in the form of a t-shirt in thrift shops in Brooklyn for at least another decade. Oh, yeah. Or two. 100%. Now, let me tell you about the average Amoeba employee. They were ex-rockers who never made it, most of them, or girls who were just like artsy. 
And first thing they would do is when you brought in CDs to trade or vinyl is they would completely like giggle under their breath at your bullshit, you know, as you're trying to like <laughs> unload a, you know, a couple Toad the Wet Sprocket albums. They'd be going, oh my God, this guy's a Toad the Wet Sprocket fucking loser. As they're wearing their shirt that's like Bajas, you know. Uh. <laughs> so the worst experience I had was when I first put out my first album in 2003. I went there with, you know, I printed a thousand CDs because this is what you did in 2003 because you thought you were going to sell them all at 10 bucks a piece and get rich. And you go to Amoeba with a stack of 100 of them thinking you're going to get like placed on the front of the like section you want to be in. And they go... Oh, you brought in some music. How cute. <laughs> um, hey, Rex, look at this guy. 100 CDs. <laughs> then they go, we'll take two of them. And if we sell one, we'll call you. So I was like, you're taking two? And they took two. And then to this day, up until they shut down, I would go into Amoeba and I'd see like my old CDs in the, in the used oh, piles for about a buck. It's $2. Damn. You know. Wait, wait, they threw it right into the used pile? No, well, what happened is they would sell it new, and then oh, I would okay. send in my friends and be like, yo, here's 10 bucks, go buy my CD. Then they'd call me and be like, someone bought it. We don't know how this happened. Bring in two more. So I was losing money uh, on the whole proposition. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Damn. Yeah. You know, fuck Amoeba. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you, you made the effort, and that's what counts. Oh, the death of the record store, the pretentious record store employee. I can't imagine mm -hmm. the people in Brooklyn doing that. Yeah, it's pretty rough out here. <laughs> but they're, they're all closed down, so who's laughing now? That's right. Record snobs. I hate it that I've amassed a 20,000 volume vinyl collection over my life, and I'm basically listening to music by going, hey, Alexa, you know, yeah. play Josh Rouse. If you listen to Wednesday's episode, by the way, it broke all of our streaming records. 46 downloads, people. 46. <laughs> We are on our way to Joe Rogan-type money, friend of the show. That's right. And until then, I'm going to be clicking on man. see what man finds in a hidden room in new house. Ooh. Let these, me know how that turns out. I will, Very man. I bet it, because I, I just saw that headline today. I was like, ooh, I want to go see what that is. But I bet it's like a chest of like coins from 100 years ago. It's worth nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever found anything weird in like your apartment? Bro, I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> well, no, not in my apartment. But I have, for whatever reason, I've been super blessed with being able to find money outside just on the ground. I, and, I've had that luck too. Okay, keep going. Um, so the biggest one, the biggest story that I have was I was at home doing a staycation. Mom, if you're listening turn it off now. Back when I was single and I lived uh, by myself, I would, didn't have much money. So I would take a, vac a staycation. I would just stay in my room and play video games. And I bought a bunch of mushrooms. Okay. For this. So I took the mushrooms. I was sitting in my recliner playing some Skyrim and I got hungry. So I went outside, went down to the bodega, tripping balls. All right? mm -hmm. This was already tough to do. And right as I'm about to go into the bodega, all these cop cars just pull up, oh. screech on their brakes, jump out, get against the wall, get against the wall. And they 
they're coming after me and then they just run right by me and grab the two guys in front of me and shove them against the wall. Oh my sorting through sitting through their pockets, tripping balls. I'm just like frozen. And I'm like, all right, Liam, get it together and just walk into the bodega. They're not after you. Calm down. I look down on the ground and there's a crisp $100 bill. And so I was like, all right. And so I just put my foot over Over the $1 bill and I bend down to like tie my shoe or make it look like I'm tying my shoe. As I do that, I slyly take the $100 bill and put it in my pocket. As I'm about to lean back up, I look and I see four other $100 bills within about six feet of me, just on the sidewalk. The cops are preoccupied harassing these guys. I look around. Nobody seems to be paying attention. (laughs) Still tripping. And so I go and I just grab these four under four other hundred dollar bills and I walk into the bodega my heart's pounding so I end up buying my sandwich with my credit card keeping the hundred dollar bills intact and I go back to my apartment and I do not leave for the next five days because what I kept the hundred dollar bills because I was afraid you know the guys that dropped them probably want them back yeah and who knows somebody probably saw me and was like oh yeah it was that guy he took the money and then he ran to that house right around the corner. So just wait outside for him to come out. So I, I sat on him for you know, <laughs> a while and nothing ever happened. And then like a month or two later, I ended up spending them. That's hilarious. That was- yeah, you know those dudes just robbed someone with that cash. Something yeah. like that, yeah. One time I was in a movie theater with an old girlfriend and uh, we're walking out. And all of a sudden, I just notice hundreds, hundreds, 50, 50, 20, 20. I start picking it all up. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I just found like $380 on the ground. And my girlfriend goes, oh, I bet someone dropped it. And I looked at the guy in front of me and I tapped him. I go, hey, sir, did you just, did you just drop a bunch of money? And he goes, uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> and took it and walked off. And I was like, oh, uh, no. It's like, you Adams, that was mine. Fucking criminal. Damn. So, yeah, it was so obvious that he didn't drop it. Someone had. It wasn't him. But I was like, Ugh. That sucks. Wow. You probably had a case to be like finder's fee, dude, 20%. Yeah, dude, come on. Give me, yeah. If, I mean, yeah. and then if he just immediately rattled off like 50, you knew it wasn't his at all. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. should have been like, how much is here? <laughs> oh, well, keep finding money out there, people. If you're lucky, cash. No one needs cash anymore. Mm-mm. Bitcoin. Stop Bitcoin, folks. Get your digital currency audio up. Bitcoin coming soon. My name is Zach Selwyn. It's Friday. This is going to wrap up our longer episode today. Hope you enjoyed it. Please reach out to us on social meds. Audio Up News Network. Download us, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Liam, anything else to uh, add, my friend? No, I just want to say bless up and have a great weekend. No doubt, man. All right, y'all, roll that cute little jingle. Well, hey there. Hey, Dennis Quaid is here. That's right. And guess what? I have a podcast. It's called The Denissance, and I think you should listen. I'm having some really cool conversations with some really interesting people like music legend Billy Ray Cyrus, housewife Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet, and many, many more. Listen to the Denissance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Jingle Jared. In my former occupation, I was the biggest jingle writer of all time. Now I'm looking for a new job, speaking to every entrepreneur that I can find so I can find out what it's like to transition from one career to another. All of this expert advice has become the bedrock for a podcast I'm calling Occupational Therapy. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts 